Rev3 Adventure offers life-enriching outdoor activities for extreme athletes, weekend warriors, and the casual health enthusiasts of all ages. Each event is designed to unleash the adventure within. Check out Rev3Adventure.com to find your next adventure. Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, and as you heard before our introduction, we have a sponsor for the next few podcasts, Rev3 Adventures, um, all their races on the East Coast, uh, Cowboy Tough, Adventure Race World Series race. Um, Go to the website, you can see all the different things that they do, and... If you register for a race and go when you check out, use the code LEGENDARY, um, you'll get 10% off of your uh, event entry. So thanks to Rev3 for uh, kicking in, kicking in, cover our uh, hosting costs. Thank you. Um, this week is Trevor Mullins, who is an Aussie. Get to talk to a lot of them. Um, it's always weird because it's tomorrow when I talk to him, but uh, I'm getting used to it. So Trevor, the racer, but is also I think what we talk a lot about is working at getting more people into the sport with Tiger Adventures, which is not, I'm not even sure exactly how to describe it. It's not really a team. It's sort of a clearinghouse for people, uh, especially if you want to do GeoQuest or XPD. They'll kind of put people together um, of the same speed, mindset, things like that. Um, and has some spots in the races for you. But uh, you don't necessarily have to be in Australia. Um, he's got, uh, we talk about some people around the world have uh, been part of the team. So that's uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, of course, all the podcasts are interesting, I think. Um, I think that's it for everything. So, uh, you know, don't forget uh, to go to the Rev3 website. We will have um, links in the show notes. And, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Go fast, take chances, and here we go. Hi, Randy. Hey, Trevor, how are you? I'm excellent. Good. Uh, you sound good, which is good. My last podcast I did, I had a huge echo in my um, <laughs> in my headphones. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but sounds good. Um, no worries. Good morning. Good morning to you too. No, it's afternoon here. <laughs> oh, good afternoon. Good. It's a uh, this time thing is kind of weird sometimes. You think about it. Yeah, it's uh, three o'clock in the afternoon here. So. Yeah. Um, well, um, it's 10 past eight, so, uh, I've already been out for a road ride and, um, feeling good. Yeah. You're just up and at them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So, well, absolutely. I'm going to go for a hike when I get home. So we'll get my, get mine in. So, um, cool. since I, you're new to me, sort of, kind of, why don't you, uh, kind of tell everybody who you are and, and kind of why we're talking. Well, uh, okay, 
I suppose I'm pretty new to adventure racing. Um, I, I got involved with it actually after I separated from um, my wife and uh, I had all this free time on my hands all of a sudden. My kids had grown up, so somebody uh, just said to me in the gym one day, you should go and do an adventure race. Well, they'd done one, I think, and it sounded interesting. I sort of knew a little bit about those uh, crazy four or five day races that people do, so... Um, you know, that's when I got involved, and that was about four years ago. And before that, I've always been involved with sport, um, and uh, mainly mainstream sport. Um, you know, I've played uh, fairly high-level cricket and coached uh, cricket and rugby to junior sports teams for a long time while my boys were at school, and um, enjoyed that. And I suppose I've always been um, like to go all in with things, you know, um, you know, whether it be my business or, you know, getting involved with schools or communities, sports clubs, I've always um, done that sort of thing. So um, I suppose I was just looking for a, uh, something else to pop up at, at that point and, um, and, and it was adventure racing and did, a, did an adventure race, um, loved it. And I thought, oh, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. And got a few of my <clears throat> triathlete friends together, and we had a crack at GeoQuest very badly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that, that was sort of the, a little bit of background in the beginning of um, uh, you know enjoyable four-year period being involved with um, a great activity. Yeah. So, what what was your first race? How long? Oh, the first one was uh, a race up here. Um, at, uh, just on the Sunshine Coast, coast um, in, at Beerburrum. It was a six-hour race, uh, just what they call a sprint race in adventure racing. Uh, I think uh, five hours, I think it might have been. And I did that with a friend of mine um, from the gym. It was a fit girl. And uh, we pretty much didn't know what we were doing. Uh, we spent most of We were very fit people. So we spent most of the race following around, following people around. Uh, rather than navigating, um, and uh, and we had fun, and we did quite well in the race, um, and uh, yeah, that that was the, my first experience. It was a, it wasn't a difficult race. I've done it every year actually. Uh, they hold it at the same place every year. It's it's not a particularly nice area, but it's um, it's a fairly uh, from a navigational point of view, it's very fairly straightforward. So. It's a good introductory race for for people to do, and uh, I, I encourage people to do it every year because it's it's well run and um, yeah, it was a good intro to the sport. And I actually meet a lot of people who get involved with Tiger Adventure at that race. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of that entry level drug, right? Exactly, and uh, but you know the thing about it is that really. Um, you know, you and, and this is my experience. You'll go to a race like that, and 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 uh, you'll have the presentation at the end, and then people go home, and and, and that's it. Um, you know, what do you do do next? And unless you uh, know people, I, I was lucky. The husband of the the girl I did the race with actually knew Gary Sutherland, um, and did, you know he was a triathlete. He did some training occasionally with Gary, and um, so, you know, Gary actually uh, showed him a bit about navigation and, um, 
And so I sort of was lucky to sort of know somebody who knew Gary. And, uh, and then, of course, he was able to tell me, look, dude, there's all these other races. And that race was in March. And then GeoQuest is in June. So we thought, well, let's do GeoQuest. And um, we went from there. But if he hadn't have known Gary, he wouldn't have known about GeoQuest. And, and I wouldn't have either. So I suppose that's uh, something that always stuck in my mind is there was nothing... Um, there's sort of no uh, linkage. Yeah, it's kind. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a hard sport to get into if you don't know anybody, isn't it? Com- yeah, it is. Um, you know, some of these sprint races are well marketed. That that one uh, was run by Max Adventures. They have a series around Australia. They have one race in each um, state, so they do. They're, they're actually quite good from a business point of view with their marketing. So a lot of people do that race. And, um, you know, it's probably the, one of the most popular races there is. But, but a lot of people will do that race, and that's the only race they'll do all year. Yeah. And they'll do it a year, but they won't progress. And, um, and uh, so I, I try and use those races to meet people or, you know, I'll, I'll notice some people who do pretty well, and I'll actually go over and introduce myself and have a chat to them and say, well, you know, do you realise there's a whole bunch of other races um, that you can do. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I've, I enjoy doing now is is, is trying to sort of uh, target the talent, if you like. Yeah. So you're kind of um, working at putting people together, right? Isn't that sort of where you're at now? Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, um, basically, once I, once I did the GeoQuest, um, for the first time, uh, my team didn't finish. I ended up finishing it on my own, and I, I thought to myself, "Gee, there's a lot. There's a lot involved in this." <laughs> and, um, so I set myself that sort of goal, if you like, to do GeoQuest the following year. And I I went out in a race with you know everybody I knew that was you know good at the sport. I I got them to hook me up with people. I raced with a whole range of different people, and. Um, I, you know, you just communicate. You, you know, if you do all the races, you, you can actually get to know people pretty well. The people in the sport are very helpful. Um, you, you know, communicate with them and connect with them. And um, so I was, I managed to put a, 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 a quite a good team together, and we actually came fourth um, in GeoQuest the following year. And and I did that with people I didn't know in January. And so. Basically, I really enjoyed that whole process, and I felt, well, there's no reason um, that I can't replicate that. Just like in a business sense, when you start a business, you have, you know, a, a marketing plan and a sales approach, and you know, you have strategies, and and you look at all the different elements to achieve, you know, uh, an end result. And so I basically thought, well, this can be duplicated. Um, I enjoyed doing it. I'm in a position. Uh, with my life where I have the time and I was looking for something interesting to do. So I pretty much thought about just duplicating what I'd done. And, and I don't race with those people I did GeoQuest with. They've moved on and they, they, they're, they you know, elite adventure racers now, all of them. Wow. Um, but but I, I, I then sort of folded that um, uh, system that I'd, I'd learnt um, and, and just replicated it, I suppose. Um, 
and not just organising a team for myself, but just organising other teams. Yeah. So that's what I do is I, I, I pretty much try and get a pool of people, um, anybody, anybody who's interested in any way. Um, I don't turn anybody away and um, I show equal interest in each individual um, and I just sort of try and match teams up and, it, and, it, and it's amazing how it morphs together um, over the process. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we change teams and you, you, as long as everybody understands that you've got their best interests at heart, they, they, they actually trust you. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing how, how people trust me to, to sort of connect them up with others. Yeah. And then once you've connected them up, then they can actually talk and try and train and do some races and go from there. So do you look, in a general way, same level of fitness, same desire to do things, same wackiness for each <laughs> to put your teams together? Yeah, that's right. I mean, like it's, and that's the thing about adventure racing. It's not mainstream and it's because of the length of some of the races, um, you know, you're going to be spending a lot of time with people. So it's not just a matter of putting four really good athletes together yeah. because they might end up killing each yep. other. Um, <laughs> You know, you, you've got to have the right, um, I suppose, the right temperature, people's, um, the way they approach uh, different things. Like, you know, you can have top athletes who are very relaxed, very laconic people, but they're still super competitive, but that's just their personality, their approach, and how it works for them. Then you'll have other athletes who are very focused and, you know, they're very single-minded and, and, you know... The, it, it, it's it's a completely different. Um, it's almost a manic approach. So sometimes you put two people like that in a team, and it's just going to not work. Um, so yeah, there's the basic things like uh, what are the goals? You know, do you want to race or do you just want the experience? Um, you know, so is it going to be like a hardcore camping trip, or is it going to be like a you know you want to push your limits and you want to really you know stretch and and, and get outside your comfort zone. Or is it just middle pack um, where, you know, you don't want to be out there any longer than you need to. But you know what? You know, where you actually come doesn't really matter as long as you finish and as long as you finish as friends and you, you know, you've had a, a wonderful experience. Um, so that's important. And then you've got your skills and navigation. Um, you've got to have similar fitness levels. There's no point putting somebody who is just not up to it physically with three who are, who are stronger. Um, and, and, and then you got, the, you know, what are the expectations? Like, you know, what's your philosophy to racing? You know, do you care about the scenery? I mean, we all want to, um, you know, see the different areas and enjoy the environment and that. But, you know, sometimes when you're in a racing mode, it's more about just moving, just getting to the next point. Just, you know. Yeah. Pushing and your focus isn't really on the scenery and the 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 experience becomes more of a race orientation. Um, so you know, uh, I, I try and take all those things into account, um, and it's just through talking to people and um, getting a feel for the different people. And I try and train with people as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I don't just stick to people who are fit. I have my fit people that I train with when I want to push hard. But then I try and spend a lot of time uh, just hanging out with, you know, all the people who are interested in getting involved. And you get to know them, and it's easier to match them up. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what uh, are you getting a younger group, or do you get a kind of a you know the middle age or you know, because it seems like adventure racing is tends to be a bunch of us old farts, so to speak. <laughs> or are you getting yeah. younger people? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I found that a little bit, to be honest. Like, I suppose older people have more resources, mm-hmm. you know, financially, they, they can afford it. Um, they've often come from triathlete backgrounds, so they've got that good base of endurance. Um, you know, they've got harder heads, yeah. <laughs> so, you know they can stomach a lot of the, the crap that goes on yeah. and some of the challenging things that happen in adventure racing. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a natural thing. And, you know, they can work things out. Like, they know how to, to put a team together. They know a lot more people, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I actually have a lot of young people in, in my group. And I've actually gone out of my way to approach young people yeah. um, because – um, and this is where I think the sport lacks in a, in a way because because it's not a traditional type of sport with a framework and like a pathway structure. Mm-hmm. Um, when people come into the sport, th- there's no um, there's no continuity. You know, everything's hard. And um, you know, the old saying that the hardest thing about uh, the the racing is actually getting to the start Absolutely. line, um, being to the beginning and so a lot of young people who don't have the life experience or the resources or, or they don't know people um, or they're unproven. So a lot of older, more experienced teams won't race with them because, you know, they don't want to risk, you know, not making it to the end of an expedition race uh, because they're trying somebody who's untested. Um, so I actually try and uh, encourage those younger people um, to, to race and, uh, it's amazing um, what they what they'll do. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's it's a very broad group, and, and myself, I race with people twenty twenty five years younger than me, um, and I love it. Yeah. It, it me you it, the thing I like about the young people is their energy and their enthusiasm, and um, you know they often don't have any limits, and if you can you know, help out with the difficult stuff like, you know, the gear, giving some advice on the complicated stuff that is involved um, and trying to match them with some experience. So you put a young person with potential with a, a nurturing, experienced person, it's amazing how that can work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, no, I, I, anybody who wants to race, I'm, I'm, I'm open to. Do you find yourself when you're racing with younger people all of a sudden realize, oh, I am 25 years older than this person. Because <laughs> you know, you're probably like me. You don't I, think of yourself as being older than they are. No, to be honest, I don't. And, you know, it's like I'm 55 now, and I started this sport when I was 51. And But I've always been fit. Like, for me, exercise is, is a way of life. It's It's like... If you like, it's my highest value. It's where I'm. Uh, it's where I'm meant to be. So, it, it's very important thing to me. So, 
in a way, I don't try and discriminate on age. You know, I'm a big believer, and I was always like this when I coached teams. If, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I, I don't think age is. Um, it, yes, it's an indicator of experience, but I, I, I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. If, if you're if you're healthy, um, and 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 you, you you've got a, a good attitude mentally, I, I honestly believe you can do anything. And sure, I mean, just the physiological reality is you've got to modify how you train and the intensity. Like I won't run um, every day. I don't run on the road anymore, but I'll do blocks of running training mm-hmm. um, where I might run every day for three weeks. Um, but I can still go on a trail run with young people and stay with them because I've got that base of, you know, endurance built up over many years. So, you know, I'm very careful with how I train. So I, I, I you know, take care of my joints. I, I eat well, the whole thing. So um, I'm going to be very interested to see actually how long I actually can do it. That's one of my goals in life is to see how long I can exercise and be fit at a fairly high level um, because you know you hear stories you see people have done it um, into their 70s and and there's no reason we can't do it and we've got everything we need like the, the health systems and the, the information on uh, how to live healthy um, so really uh, you know we're in a new era of, of, um, of of staying young, I suppose. It's, you know, the future is going to be interesting. Like they say, the, you know, people who used to be 50, well, that who used to be 40, well, that's 50 yeah. now. Well, in 10, 15, 20 years' time, is 70 going to be 50? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's because so, yeah, um, it's moving that way. Yeah, you know, it, you know, that's the jokes. You know, 60 is the new 40, but it kind of is true. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's no question that I remember when I was a kid um, playing tennis with my father when he was 40 and he, he couldn't, he was a smoker, but he, he played high level tennis. And um, I, I just, I remember it as clear as day that he couldn't run. And, and when I got to 40 and 50, I, I looked back and I, I remember that experience thinking, wow, that's just, that was just crazy. But there was, there was almost a, in some ways an ignorance about that era. Yeah. Um, people that got to that age, and you know, you, you got old. Um, you weren't, yeah, you weren't supposed today, to be fit. You're supposed to be sitting and watching TV. That's right, and being sedentary. Yeah. And I think the world is so um, there's so much information, there's so much inspiration in the world today that I, I don't think people actually need to be in that place anymore. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it's just it, I just do what I want to do, and um, and this is what I want to do right now. So it, it's it's not I don't find it uh, onerous. It's just um, it's just the thing I'm doing in my life. Yeah, well, it is. It's just you know I I started bike racing when I was 25 ish, you know, and raced really hard for 25 years, and then. Sort of took a break and then got into the the filming and stuff, which I, I obviously don't train at a, at a level like I used to, but I still like to go out and be fit. But like in the last you know September and October this year, when I was so sick that I wasn't doing anything, it was like 
all I, all I want to do is get better so I can get out, get back to where I'm, exactly. get back to what I want to do, you know, and I think, you know, a generation before us, that might have been the end of, you know, I might have ended up just sitting on the couch for the rest of my life, so um, I'm glad I'm not there. Yeah, yeah uh, well, exactly, and, you know, you look today, it's almost like there's, there's the, the people that are just drifting into, like, obesity and, and, and doing nothing, but, but there's this whole separate group that I think, their lives are actually going the complete other way. And you, you just look at what what's available to do today. And it's a bit of a challenge for adventure racing, but I don't see it as a negative thing. That um, There's so much opportunity for people. There's so much to do. And, and I think it's great, whether, whether it's obstacle course racing or um, triathlon or anything. You see the amount of 40, 50-year-olds starting. You know, my, my current partner, my, my girlfriend, she started marathon running when she was 50. Yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, um, I, I think it's it, it's something that also, um, for me, is important to for people to see that I, I can do it. And, and hopefully that helps sort of, you know, indicate to them that, you know, there's, there's no limit to physically to your life and your, your energy and your capability and, um, it, it, I think it helps encourage people to get through that period from, you know, when you get to 40 and your kids are grown up and you've, you've had that period where you've, you've got a little bit fat and lazy because you haven't had time or whatever to, you've been too busy with your kids and your work and your career and just to get back on the horse uh, before it's too late. And um, so, you know, I sort of hope that, you know, by being the way I am, that sort of can help those people yeah. You know, uh, motivate them a little yeah. bit. Yeah, good. Being a good example. Can, yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, if that old fart can do it, maybe I can too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the the guy I raced with, uh, Sean Jackson. You know, he he sort of uh, he's my partner in crime, if mm -hmm. you like, with Tiger Adventure. Um, he, he he calls me the old man, and he he cracks jokes and that. But you know, I know that he he looks looks at me and, and he, 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 he sort of sees me as somebody he needs to pass. And he's early 30s and uh, he's come so far. I met him at a, um, very early on at a, a three-hour uh, race. And that was his first race and he had put a bit of weight on, um, but he had a background in football. And um, he, just his whole attitude, um, he, he was so positive, he enjoyed it. And, um, and I said, well, you know, uh, disease races, and he did a few more, and I watched him, and, and he improved, and, and I said, well, why don't you come race with me? And he did, and we, we've raced pretty much together though, since then. And um, so, you know, it's just, uh, it's a great thing when you, when you can meet somebody who I suppose you can help along. Yeah. And, and then they, they just become a leader in the sport. And he is becoming, you know, he's very well known and he will be one of the leading uh, adventure races, I'm sure, yeah. uh, in future years. Uh, I'm completely confident of that. Uh, um, yeah. No, that's cool. A um, little bit off topic, but is there becoming a little bit more of an international 
push in Australia to you know go to world championships and in other races or or are most of the Australians just wanting to you know you guys got a lot of great races why do you have to go anywhere yeah um well that's a good question I know we I know we have um people from overseas who like I had a guy from Kuwait at the recent XPD race with us and people from New Caledonia um I know there's somebody in the U.S. who wants to come and race with Tiger. So we have people coming, being attracted to Australia. Um, but I do know there are people who uh, do race internationally, um, but they're people who've been in the sport for a long time. Uh, I know that Sean um, is pretty keen to do overseas races, and I think he will. Um, for me... Um, I also like to travel. So um, when, as a, when I look at an XPD, I, I evaluate it in terms of all the potential holidays that I can do around the yeah. world. And so if, uh, if it doesn't stack up, um, I'll, I'll do the holiday. Um, so, and when I say holiday, a holiday for me is not uh, sitting around in pubs. It's, um, it's hiking and doing all that sort of mm, stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm not sure about myself um, whether I'll be doing, but I'm sure out of our group that quite a few people um, are, are going to do international races, and they're young. They're the younger ones, yeah. um, and you know they'll they'll um, they'll move into that area um, in the not too distant future. I'm pretty sure, yeah. but uh, I suppose for me it's not a focus that I have. Um, I suppose. You know, like XPD um, is usually every 18 months. So, of course, just the the way it's fallen, um, that's been our focus. Uh, Otherwise, we probably would have done God Zone or something like that this year. Um, But because XPD is on again, that's our focus. So once that that race is over, then the question is, what are you going to do next year? Um, so 2017 may be an opportunity. For example, um, I think India's going to have a race. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing uh, some stuff about, yeah. Yeah, so that's a race that I think would be interesting, and that's one I might consider yeah. doing because it's been, I've never been to India. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, at the moment, uh, it's just not a focus, but uh, definitely it's something that I um, I think, yeah, we, we would definitely want to push on. So... Once you, you identify people who've done a couple of races, they've got more experience and they've got some youth on their side, you know, you can start trying to, you know, put teams together that can race race the series and uh, see, see how they can rank and things like yeah. that. Well, that would be great because, you know, Australia's been a little underrepresented for the last few years, so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I, I do think we, we have um, so much uh, to offer here, I, I suppose. But um, I think if I was, if I had got in this sport younger, um, a lot of the travelling, like, you know, I've travelled uh, to Africa a couple of times. I've been um, to South America, down through Patagonia, through Europe. You know, I think a lot of the holidays, the active holidays that I, I did, I might have been happy to do a race and then travel um, in those areas. Um, 
I think a, a lot of the younger people in our group um, may actually do that. Um, but, you know, time will tell. Yeah. That's cool. So how many do you, are in the group roughly? I, I suppose it varies, but, you, you know, what's kind of your core group number? Well, you know, Tiger Adventure is not a, uh, a club. It's, it's not a, like a... Um, it, it's just a, it's just a, a connection, I suppose. So, um, you know, it's not like I have a membership role or people pay membership. It's more um, just that I that they know who I am and that and then I know who they are and I keep in contact Facebook mainly and and through email. Once once somebody um, tells me that they're interested, I'll get their email and then I I do a regular probably every couple of weeks. There's a an update or or a mail out, and, and that's how I keep in touch. Um, so so really, um, you know, total number of people that have been involved in Tiger Adventure is probably I don't know a hundred, might be more. Um, I'm certainly talking to a, a lot of people um, all around Australia and around the world about potential XBD teams. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's hard to put a, a figure on it. Um, recently, we had eight teams in XPD and eight in GeoQuest. So there's 32 people alone. Um, and I know in XPD, like 21 of those people were first-time XPD. Um, so and some of them hadn't even done GeoQuest. So um, and all of those people finished. So you know, I suppose that gives an indication of the types of numbers that we've, we've built up to fairly quickly yeah and a lot of those people were experienced people um, you know and this is the other thing that amazes me uh, Randy you, you would think that somebody who's been in the sport for many years would be able to get a team together nope <laughs> but, um, but 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 some people have had enough yeah and the people I've worked with for many years um, they don't do it and then trying to find people who do want to do it, they think you're crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, like uh, Richard Old, for example, from um, Fully Rad Adventures, uh, he runs races and he can't get his old group together. And he's so busy uh, running races and, and doing what he does with his events. He's quite happy for me. He says, Trevor, you know, just hook me up with a bunch of people and, and, and I'm happy to go around again. And so I put, he's a perfect example of a, a wonderful experienced uh, person um, and I can put people with him and he's happy to do that. And I know what he wants. I know what sort of race he wants to run. And, and you put some inexperienced people with, with him and they can learn so much. And so that's just an example of, um, uh, of how it all works through. Yeah, well, it is. Kind of so, yeah, I but... Uh, there, and I, I'm not really, I, I don't really care how, how many people actually uh, have raced. There's, 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 there's been a lot of people who just do um, short races, yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. Um, we, we do activities where people don't race adventure racing at all. We, we were on a, a, a hike and a, um, an abseil through a, a creek line on the weekend, and there was... Um, a girl there had never been on a mountain bike, um, which was difficult at times. <laughs> but but um, that's, you know, we don't exclude anybody. Yeah. 
Well, that's that's the mm. way to do it. But I I mean I know what you're saying because I bet you at least once a week I somebody gets in touch with me and they're like I'm looking for a team. You know that's kind of why I started the teammate finder page because yeah even experienced racers or or teams that all of a sudden need need somebody. It's uh, I know. Apparently, yeah, apparently, there's a few of us that seem to know everybody. <laughs> yeah, and like to me, that's a great thing that teammate kind of thing because, um, like, I know when I got into the sport, um, you know, that would have been great because, uh, like, I'd heard about sleep monsters, but it sort of, I don't know, it didn't didn't seem to be that. Specific. The teammate finder thing is very specific. Yeah. It's you put your post on. I need a teammate for this race, and people contact you, and then, you know, you can private message to see if they're the same sort of temperature, the same fitness, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And um, so, so to me, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, there's a group here, uh, a guy by the name of Paul Elby. He's, he's one of the leading um, people in adventure racing here. He started the group, the adventure racing group. You know him, Randy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah he, so that adventure racing thing, um, I found that was brilliant um, because uh, people who are interested in adventure racing um, are members of that group. So that's also a really good networking type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, you know, I, I sort of used those sort of things as my inspirations for Tiger Adventure because I thought, um, you know, uh, it's just really just providing uh, a support group uh, for people, really, that's all. It's just, it's just the support. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting that, um, I mean, do you work with GeoQuest and XPD so you get a certain number of entries for the, for Tiger Adventures or? I mean, yeah. So, so uh, with Craig, yeah. Craig Bycroft yeah. runs the Um What I say to him is, look, um, you know, like. Uh, for last XPD, um, you know, I said, I, I'm, I'm putting teams together, but, you know, often people can't commit. The same thing will happen this time. I say, yeah, yeah, but it's because it's so far out, they, did, they hesitate to commit. But they're maybes. Yeah. So you've got a lot of maybes and you're trying to shuffle things around. You're thinking, oh, is that maybe a good maybe <laughs> or a, a soft maybe? Yep. And you're sort of playing the game. And Craig's really good because what he did for me is he – he kept me updated with the number of places that were remaining. Mm -hmm. um, and he, you know, like I said to him, look, I think I can, I've got a couple more teams, but I just, like, my, my rule is unless I've got three people uh, for a team, I won't register the yeah. team. As soon as I've got three, I will register the team. So um, I think I'm confident often that I'll find somebody um, because there's a lot of those maybes around. But you, you can't, and a lot of people do this, they'll go in and register a team with one or two and thinking that how hard can it be, and then, of course, they realise how hard it can be, and they end up blowing their dough. Um, and, in fact, we, we took over a couple of teams early on with the last XPD. Um, of people who had already paid, you know, the deposit and everything, but they, they didn't have a team. Um, sorted so um, yeah. yeah Craig's very good in that respect he he understands that I'm helping him mm -hmm. 
and and he helps me in return by keeping me updated. He, you know, um, he, he he he's been great. Um, yeah. Just just with the communication, he might get somebody comes to him and say, "Oh, look, I'm interested in doing the race." He'll put them on to me, um, and then I can feed them into a team. And um, you know, and there's other people in sport as well um, that. Uh, you know, refer people to me now because they know that, um, you know, that will help nurture them through the process and um, and give them the support. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, 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 they, they realise uh, that we're making a contribution and helping the races be successful and they're, they're in turn, um, you know, helping me get teams together. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's... Uh... A labor of love, right? Cause, yeah, cause, that's cause right. Because none of us are getting uh, rich doing this. No, well, look, this, I don't make anything yeah. out of it. It's throw yeah. dollars. Um, uh, but, like, you know, really, uh, the, the, all, the, the things I've got most, the, the, the most reward I've got out of things in life have been things where I've um, contributed uh, it's a no remuneration mm-hmm. because there's, a, there's some um, there's something about doing something for love or for just just for, for the satisfaction of yeah. doing it. Uh, I think, and a lot of people said to me, "Oh, why don't you you know you know get a web page and turn it into a business?" And like, I don't want to do that. If somebody else wants to do that, that's up to them. But I, I like to keep it like casual. I like to keep it. Um, um, that it's not a financial thing because uh, I don't know. I think it would change the whole nature about what we do. Um, a lot of people think it's a business. Um, people say, "Oh, look, you know, what's it going to cost me?" Well, it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> you can come and go as you please. Yeah. And it takes that whole um, that whole sort of financial uh, obligation thing uh, away. Because. Uh... Um, <laughs> That like you know I'm not against those sort of like there's a really great um, uh, uh, business uh, on the sunny coast uh, Tri Adventure Kim Beckinsale and Jan Levison run and um, that th- that is part of their their business um, they they earn money not very much <laughs> out of it um, but you know they do charge people to be members and everything yeah. but but that's part of their their job that's how they earn a living. Um, and they do it very well, and, and they're very successful um, in bringing people into the sport as well. So um, we're not here to sort of try and replace that in any way. In fact, I've taken, um, uh, I've referred people to go to them because they also um, are very, very good with technical training and all that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I just see my group as sort of um, just um, picking up some of the pieces mm-hmm. That are just floating around in space, um, and and just sort of trying to, you know, just sort of bring the puzzle a little bit more compact and um, refine it a little bit, um, so that you don't lose bits falling off the, the the sides that you'll never get back again. Yeah, just kind of bringing yeah bring people together, and uh, yeah the right people. I I always think about. What was it like to try and do adventure racing in the 80s and early 90s before the internet? It's like, how did how did 
anything ever get done then? Uh, absolutely. Uh, Mail uh, and phone no. calls, maybe, but so I remember. Well, I think I think I told this maybe once before, but in like early nineties, ninety ninety one, I looked up adventure racing, and there was one page on the internet which was a list of races. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, yeah, we're old timers. <laughs> but this, I, I think like one of the, one of the guys who races with us now, um, Kevin Piercy, um, he, he's, he's been in the sport forever, and he's my age, um, and he's an amazing person. I did my first XPD with Kev, and uh, I, I think back then, the people who did adventure racing were, were really adventurous mm -hmm. people. Yeah. They, they were out of the box, and, um, you know, they went looking for, for that sort of stuff, I suppose, and they were in some ways they were you know they were the explorers, the modern you know what would have been they would have been the explorers many hundreds of years ago. I think so. You know those crazy people who just went out on a limb, mm -hmm. and um, so like I don't even you know I think today there's it's really not that difficult to to get into the sport, um, and it's actually really. Um, it's really achievable for so many people to do these things. Um, whereas I think uh, back in the 90s, um, uh, some of the races were, 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 from what I've seen, were pretty edgy and, 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 and pretty tough. Um, and, and I'm not saying you don't get those races anymore. In fact, recently, the world champs in Brazil, I mean, a, a, that was a crazy. Yeah. That was probably a throwback to what it was like in the 90s. That's funny. I was just going to um, say, that's a throwback. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and to be honest, like I, I don't think those races are for, um, for the majority of us. Like There's no way I would do a race yeah. like that. I was actually quite critical of that yeah. race. And I think this is, an, this is somewhere where, you know, I, I think that's, that's an area where adventure racing can, can forget about uh, can lose track a little bit because, yeah, sure, um, you know, it's the world championships. Um, but when one of the best adventure racing teams in the, in history can't complete a course, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not fundamentally wrong with that race. Yeah. That's a... it, it, it. It's about survival. It's a survival race, not an adventure race, in my opinion. The uh, yeah, that's kind of what in talking to everybody it was. More adventure and not very much racing, and and yeah, the pendulum went a little too yeah. far to the adventure side on that one, which is not to say that yeah. everybody that went there loved it. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I'm sure um, if you if you you know it's like all these things. I'm sure if you did it and you hated it at the time, you look back and say, "Gee, I'm glad I yeah. did it." Um, yeah, I don't know whether this would be too many. And to be honest, you know, we, I, I spoke, we, we were considering doing that race, um, you know, going back to what you were saying before. And uh, I spoke to somebody, I'm not going to say who it is, but somebody who's very experienced, and he, he, he did Alaska, um, which was pretty out there. Uh, and we looked at that race, and he said, he said, no, nah, just, there's just nothing there that interests me at all. And he's a very, very astute. He runs races, um, and and on the on the basis of that, I uh, we we let it go. 
be honest. We just didn't think we were we'd be capable um, and were experienced enough to be able to approach that race. And he was spot on. Um, and I suppose that's the thing, you know, like we we want to try and attract people to do the international races, and then you see that a race like that, and it's sort of a real turn off. Um, and that's, I think, the thing about I like about Craig's races, um, Geocentric. Um, he runs great races. Like, GeoQuest um, is just a fantastic race. It's hard, but it's fun. It's beautiful. It's, it's everything you want in, a, in an adventure race, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I don't think the, the last two XPDs have been perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I actually think the next one will be. I reckon the area it's in... I think there's an opportunity for adventure racing to really showcase the sport. And, um, you know, I hope that happens because, uh, uh, you know, I think it needs it after the last last couple of, uh, of races in South America. I really think, um, in my humble opinion, that between, you know, maybe specifically uh, XPD, God Zone, Primal Quest in the U.S. that were right, right on the edge of moving up a notch, becoming not quite such a niche sport. It's still not going to be mainstream, but you know we're coming a little bit out of the closet. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, you know, um, it's like I was saying before. People, people look for challenges. You know, there's Iron Man and and um, you know, people strive to get to Kona, and there's there's always some world championship you're striving for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think adventure racing has ha- has something about it that for any athlete or any uh, anybody who sees themselves as uh, you know strong mentally and physically and, and enjoys that challenge, I think adventure racing is the ultimate because um, you can race fast. Um, you know, if you're capable of doing it and if you can navigate quickly enough. Um, so, you know, um, I know, for example, um, you know, this this up, upcoming um, uh, race, a uh, girl by the name of Jodie Willard, um, she's a former Australian mountain biking champion. She's um, going to be racing with, with me. And um, a guy, Kane Warburton, and he's a, an elite ultra-marathon runner. So he's, he's 28 years old, and she's just uh, in her 30, she's about 39. But, but Jody's looking for a new sport. Yeah. She's looking for a new challenge. Yeah. Um, so these are the people, and there's hundreds of these yeah. people. These are the people that you can bring into the sport. Now, you know, both those people are capable of racing with, you know, Jared Colas of the world, physically. But what we provide is we're, we're quick enough for them to get an experience. And then if we, and as, they're, as they sort of get feel for the sport um, and, and get to understand it a bit, then if we can't provide fast enough teams for them, well, then they can jump off into some of these better teams. Yeah. Um, but we can help them to develop towards that, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Give them a starting the problem point. Problem is, yeah, because all the good people are taken. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, there's no point trying to look for a great navigator because they're already racing with great navigating great teams yeah. because they're a great navigator. So, you know, I think my philosophy is, well, you know, let's learn how to do it. And um, and then when you become a great navigator, well, you'll probably get picked up by a, a really fast That's team it. that needs a great navigator. And so this, this sport has so much sort of uh, breadth of possibility. Um, and then you get the teams that want the hardcore camping trip. Those guys just want to be able to say they've done it. And they're happy to sleep four to six hours a night and um, and just just be part of the experience. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of people are doom and gloom about adventure racing. But, you know, if we can just get the... I don't know. It, it's yeah, it's almost there. That's that's been my feeling, and it 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 isn't going away. That that it's not almost there. So, and, you know. Yeah, and you well, there's the Primal Quest God's Own partnership. Yeah. Like those guys know. Like you know, God's Own's an amazingly well organized mm-hmm. race. It's brilliant. Now, you know. Those people actually understand business. They understand marketing. Yep. You know that that's not going to be failure. And you look at the number of people in New Zealand. Like I've got people from New Zealand who want to come race with Tiger. Yeah. So there's so many people over there who love adventure racing. Um, and you know I think we've just got to you know um, recruit a little bit more and you know show people a pathway. Like I said before, it's just just. Find, you know, it's like just knowing where to go. Yeah. Where do we go? I mean, there's a young guy, um, Thor Hatch, uh, I met at that um, race at, at Beer Barham I mentioned earlier last year. And he's done that race three times. And young guy, fit, just great attitude, full of energy. And I met him earlier last year at that race. Um and the girl he was racing with, uh, Lizzie Haynes. And he, I said to them, I said, oh, you know, do you want to do another race? And they said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll do another race. And I said, there's a there's a, a 12-hour race coming up, and he did that. And then I said, oh, do you want to do another race? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then he did GeoQuest. And I said, do you want to do another race? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did XPD. So he went from from doing a six- or five-hour race three years in a row, and that was the only race he did, to doing XPD. Cool. Yeah. And, and like, how many of those guys are out there? They just need a, They just need to be pointed in the right direction. I think you're right. And they're, they're just great people. He's just an amazing people. I was training with him this morning. He's, he's just a, a brilliant lad. So, um yeah, I, I reckon, uh, and he, you watch, he, this, that guy, Thor Hatch, he'll be racing, adventure racing. He, he's one of the guys that will race around the world, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. It is. So, all right. Um, before we go, i gotta ask, I got to ask my one stock question because when I don't, I get in trouble. <laughs> so um, what's your best and worst six hours of racing? <laughs> okay. Well, you know the funny thing um, is, it it's probably the same thing. That's not unusual. Because, 
Yeah, because at the time, it's the worst. Mm -hmm. it, the, the last XPD, um, it was in the latter part of the race, and we, uh, it was, uh, it, we, we had got to, it was getting dark, it was starting to get dark, and we are trying to get to uh, a checkpoint before dark. Um, and it was a, it was pretty much the last checkpoint on, on the leg, and we it was a very long long leg. We heard when we got to the transition that um, Jared Kohler's team had pulled out. They had got lost on on this leg, and they had an injury, and, and they had to pull out of the race. And the experience with teams were taking a lot longer than expected. So we we took all this food in, and um, we ended up missing that checkpoint, took took the wrong ridge, got lost, and we literally um, spent probably six to eight hours just trying to find where we were because we were doing quite well in the race. And um, we ended up just having to stop because uh, until daylight. And I would say that was that's probably the worst because, you know, when you when you feel you're going well, um, and something like that happens. Um, it's not the physical hardship um, that that worries me. There's a lot of physically hard things I've done. It's 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 when you feel helpless, like you actually get to the point where you think, you know what, um, we, we just we just can't. We, we we're not going to get out of here. We've got to stop, and that's the worst thing. Yeah. But then we we lie down on the side of this mountain. And we got in our bivy sacks and put all our gear on to keep warm. And I lied down and I looked up and there was just stars everywhere. And I just thought to myself, you know, in that moment, I thought, like, yes, we got lost. But if we didn't, I wouldn't be doing this. So you, out of all the, the madness and the, the torture, sometimes you have those beautiful moments of peace where... You, you, you just you, you just really do feel alive, um, and you you would never experience that in normal life mm -hmm. with all the noise, all the media, and just life itself. You, you know, to me that the worst can sometimes bring the best because I think it's the contrast. Yep. You know, it's it's when you you get really difficult situations. It makes the, the, the beautiful things so much more bright, more alive. You feel them. You 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 just you can really immerse yourself in them. So, to me, that's the, the one of the attractions of of when you ha when you have those tough times. Yeah. So that was I mean, and I think we took 42 hours to do that one leg, and um, and I still think back fondly of it. Uh, I, I'm I'm still and nobody passed us in that 42 <laughs> hours. We ended up. Uh, I think in tenth place, yeah. nobody got in front of us, yeah. and that led forty-two hours. So I actually think back, which is longer than a GeoQuest, and I've, I've just got such fond memories of of going through that whole process. So there you go. That's cool. Well, I think twenty fifteen will be known as the year of the uh, long, long legs and adventure racing, huh? Yeah, exactly. Well, cool. Well, let's um. 
let you go do what you're going to do for the rest of the day, and I'm going to go get my dog and go for a hike. How's that sound? Yeah, it's good, Randy. All right. This has been fun. We'll put uh, links to to Tiger Adventures in the show notes. So, you know, all the rest of the world that's like, oh, I'm going to go race with the Aussies can get a hold of you. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, we'll, we'll take anybody on. So, um, you know, like I said, there was a, a guy from Kuwait last year, never done an adventure race. He'd done a lot of adventurous stuff. Yeah. Um, but he contacted Craig and we took him on and, you know, he, you know, he's made friends for life. And, and so if there's anybody out there who, who sees the podcast and, 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 and feels like they want to do XPD in Australia or, or any race in Australia, all they've got to do is is, um, is get in touch and um, we'll sort it out and we'll help them out. Sounds fun. And so, well, maybe I will see you in November, huh? Yeah, that'd be great if, we, if I could get to, um, to meet yeah, you. Yeah, well, I'm going to work it. I'm going to work on Craig. Hey, Craig, you going to bring me? <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Uh, well, I think I think it'd be great if um, people like yourself could could come over and you know I, I just think there's an amazing opportunity to showcase the sport. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an international place too. So um, yeah, I, I think I think this this could be a big one. It could be. I'm pretty excited about it. I think that adventure racing uh, yeah really has an opportunity to uh, take a leap forward. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Well, thanks for the chat. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, bye. Hey, lump of sugar, you look kind of sweet. You look like a baby walking down the street. When I look into your eyes, I want to leave. I can't conceal that you make me feel like a tiger. Ooh, like a tiger. Ooh, just to see my home is driving me on the ground. Wow. I'm feeling stronger than a grizzly bear Soaring like an eagle flying through the air When I get you in my arms, you better beware I go insane cause I can't be seen Like a tiger, ooh, like a tiger Ooh, just a smile nearly dries me up I want to growl, wow You keep my heart jumping like a candy Putting like an onion in the bowl Hurry up, buttercup, and don't be 